0: Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke A.M.E. Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. St. Luke Garland, Pastor Amos here. I have a word for you today. This is part one of this word. Let's get into the word. Turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 19. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. And it says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Mm. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner? They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, "Mm, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are let's pray father we thank you for this moment we thank you for your presence being here in this place at this moment now as the words come out Lord, let it not be my words let it be your words as I humble myself Lord use me for this moment to speak life to those who need a word today And it's in your name we pray. Amen. On that road to that tree. Yes, on that road to that tree. Do do you know there is power in what you say and what you think? Seriously, positive thinking and positive speaking can directly affect uh, Your experiences. You know, the other day I was reading a little book online. It was kind of a kid's book. It caught my attention. It's called Two Boys and a Tree. And it's by this uh, author named Shreya Sharma. It talks about this little boy named Ethan. He's eight years old and he likes to adventure, he likes to, to have fun. So he was at a park one day and he decided to climb a tree. Okay, that's cool. Ethan's like climbing trees. We get it. But he ended up climbing this tree and he was 30 feet high, three, zero, 30 feet high and was eagerly hanging and swinging from one of its branches. Now, as a parent, that literally would drive me crazy. But Ethan was adventurous. So he was swinging and hanging from this tree 30 feet high and didn't realize that he can easily fall and get hurt. Well, here comes his nine year old cousin, Liam. Yes. Liam joins his cousin, Ethan, and they're both having fun on this tree. Just and just like any concerned parents, as the story continues, Ethan's father uh, and Liam's mom was noticing that they were getting too high up that tree. To the point that if they fall, they literally can really hurt themselves. Now, all of a sudden, everyone start feeling this gust of. Of wind blowing yes it started swaying this tree from side to side so Ethan's father did his best to keep his son calm and encouraged him to hold on tightly and that he did Ethan held on tightly but like a concerned mother She panicked. So Liam's mother's like, Tell, don't fall. Liam, don't fall. Well, unfortunately, the story says that Liam panicked and fell. But thankfully, he didn't injure himself, thus, encouraging Ethan to carefully come down the tree. Then later uh, that day in the story, it says uh, Liam's mom was kind of still frazzled by all that happened earlier, and so she reached out to Ethan's father and uh, and asked. Uh, so wait, wait, both of our kids were on the same tree. Yes, Ethan and Liam were on the same tree, but only my son fell and yours didn't. What's up with that? You know, I'm adding my little <laughs> emphasis. So here comes Ethan's dad in the story, calmly responded and says, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe you panicked because of that gust of wind and uh, you yelled to your son, which caused him to panic and eventually fall. So wait, wait, wait. Liam's mom was like, uh uh-uh. uh. She was still a little frazzled, like, ah, this doesn't make any sense. So even Ethan's dad further explained. That, you know what, the mind processes commands both positive ones and negative ones. But the mind processes negative uh, 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 responses a little more difficult than positive ones. It doesn't deal well with fear. Mind does not respond well to fear. And so when I told my son, Ethan, to hold on tightly his mind was able to process that and that exactly what he did. He held on tightly. And so here comes uh, you, you you know, Ethan's telling Liam's mom, Ethan's dad is telling Liam's mother that when you panicked and you screamed out to your son, Liam, don't fall. The mind was not able to process that in time and cause Liam to panic and fall. So there is power in what you say and how you think. That's what this story really encouraged me to to, to to think through. The power of the thoughts and the words that comes out of your mouth. It can affect the outcome of your environment. Here we are in Luke's account of Jesus' journey to Jerusalem. He's traveling on this road and is drawing crowds from left to right, from all walks of life. And on this journey, part of his route to Jerusalem, he had to go through the city of Jericho. Now, according to the time, Jericho, the the same Joshua in the battle of Jericho. Yes, that same Jericho was a prosperous city filled with uh, groves and great palm forests and gardens of roses. It it was nicknamed the city of palms. (laughs) You know, word of mouth travels fast. i, I tell you, you know, if, especially good news or even gossip or even and, and anything uh, that, that, that sparks interest and, and and talks amongst people. It travels fast. So I believe this word of mouth about Jesus healing people and talking to people and bringing hope to people got to this young, not young, but this sh- short man named Zacchaeus. Yes. It got to his ears because Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. So he had to be amongst a lot of people because he liked to collect his money because he was wealthy. He was not just a tax collector. He was a chief tax collectors. And tax collectors were very infamous at the time, very notorious because they were kind of corrupt. Yes, yes, they were corrupt. And he was wealthy. And um, he was also a Jew. But the crazy part, the Jews didn't really fool with him like that. The Jews didn't really like him. They don't like, I, I, Jews didn't really like tax collectors. I, I, I don't see them really like. So the fact that he was a Jew and a tax collector, he was not really well liked. So Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Then Zacchaeus was curious. OK, there's Jesus. Here he is. Is, uh, is doing a lot of good for people. Uh, I want to know who this Jesus is. Hmm. I bet he heard about the parable that Jesus was just mentioned not too long ago about the Pharisee and the publican, which is a tax collector. And it says in Luke 18, verses 9 through 14, and I'm going to read from... The uh, the King James Version, it says, and he spake this parable unto certain uh, which trusted them themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up. This is Jesus saying two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican, which is tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. (laughs) I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Verse 13. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me as a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to this house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. I bet Zacchaeus heard about this parable. He heard about this parable about him (laughs) a publican, a tax collector, humbling himself and being blessed because. God does not. God said he does not exalt us, the proud or the the prideful. And that Pharisee was prideful. Hey, I give my tithes. I I pray twice. fast twice a week. I'm this person, this and that. You're boasting about these good deeds still doesn't make you a just and righteous person. So this publican in this parable was humbled and God and Jesus recognized his humility. And I bet you that word got to, to Zacchaeus. And so Zacchaeus was curious about Jesus. Zacchaeus was short, y'all. I'm 6'3", so, you know, I I really can't really attest unless I'm standing next to a really tall seven-foot basketball player, how difficult it can be being short. And many people say, you know, short people suffer from little men complex, meaning that they overcompensate for their lack of height, you know, by being aggressive and domineering in their situations. And I bet you Zacchaeus was very uh, 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 bossy. He was a chief tax collector and he was a wealthy one. So basically he overcharged people taxes and made profit from it. That's ruthless. And so, yes, I bet you he was very uh, domineering and very uh, 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 aggressive in his stature and his being short. So him being curious and him being short. He had to see Jesus and realize that he can't see Jesus being short and with this crowd. So he looked for that tree. So he ran ahead of the crowd knowing that this route through Jericho was the route that Jesus was taking and climbed the sycamore fig tree and he climbed this tree to get this 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 advantage point to see Jesus Now him being this chief tax collector and being this proud short man him to seem to, to, to seem to climb a tree was probably beneath him and probably a little humiliating. I know people probably laughed at him. Like, Look at him climbing the tree. But he had to see Jesus. He was curious, y'all. So he had to see Jesus. So he climbed this tree. Maybe it was time for him to be freed. From all the wrong he's done. So he climbed a tree, nearly humiliating himself. But something kept driving him to become undignified to see Jesus. I'm going to stop right here. How many of us with all that these accomplishments, with all that we have done, can lay aside our pride, lay aside our accomplishments and Drop everything to see Jesus. Nearly embarrassing yourself, humiliating yourself to see Jesus. That's what Zacchaeus did. Mm. There's something about that tree, y'all. There's something about that tree. First thing, that tree was strategic. You know, sycamore trees in that region in Jericho, uh, that area were like mulberry trees. They're basically in the same family. They were often planted strategically on roadsides uh, because they were low in height and they spread wide for shading, which made it easy to climb, you know. And so I believe it was strategically planted there for a specific purpose, which was Zacchaeus and Jesus meeting up. You know, I don't think Zacchaeus knew or had a clue that this tree was planted for him. Mm -mm, I don't think so. Here, this tree is probably 100 years old, maybe older, but it was planted for Zacchaeus. So it was strategic. You have no clue that what you're going through or what you're about to go through. Or go to is strategically placed there. For you to meet Jesus. You're going on with your life. You've gone through the highs. You've gone through the lows. You've gone through valleys. You've gone through mountaintops and you're going through what you're going through, not realizing what you're about to go to. It's strategic for you to see Jesus. Mm. That tree was strategic. Second thing that that tree was Necessary. Yes, yes, yes. That tree was necessary, you know, because it was supposed to be the meeting place for Zacchaeus and Jesus. That was necessary. That tree was placed there so Jesus can meet Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus can meet Jesus. Also, that tree was necessary to humble Zacchaeus. Yeah. Zacchaeus was proud, man. He had a lot of money. He had a lot of power. He had a lot of influence. He was probably not well liked. I mean, how many people like IRS people? You know, they know every time you see an IRS person, you ready to like, oh, you out here for my money. So I bet you they saw Zacchaeus as like, oh, you're here to take some of my money. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> he was not one. He was not generous. He was he was wealthy and ruthless. But that tree humbled him. It was necessary. That tree was necessary. Yes, he had to climb a tree, a very wealthy man having to climb a tree to see Jesus. So that tree was necessary. And, you know, uh, 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 he had to risk being laughed at. He had to risk being looked at like, look at him. Because he wanted to see Jesus. Jesus. Verse five of, uh, of chapter 19. It tastes to say Jesus looked up as he was walking and he saw Zacchaeus on the tree. And called him by name. Hold up. You mean that they never met, but Jesus knew who he already was. I tell you, it was strategic. It was necessary because Jesus had to meet Zacchaeus at that time. That appointed time, Jesus knew, called him by name and told him, hurry up and come down that tree. My God. Little to Zacchaeus, uh, surprise, Jesus already knew who he was. Yeah, nobody's paying you any mind. Nobody. But Jesus knows who you are. He knows you by name. So why are you worried? Why are you afraid? Don't run away. Jesus knows you by name. Mm. See, so that tree was necessary for Zacchaeus to see Jesus. So as Jesus walks, looks up, that tree as called Zacchaeus by, mind you, by name. He, you have a crowd of people around you and you call this one person, hurry up and come down and let me dine with you. Well, Jesus inviting himself to your house? Hey, I am a chief tax collector. I work for the IRS and I am not known to be a very liked person. And you want to come to my house? A uh, little old me, figuratively and literally, little old me? Jesus, you want to come to my house? Zacchaeus was... Well, nobody's ever invited himself to my house before. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my God. So he knew Zacchaeus' name with all his mess, with all his flaws. Jesus saw him and acknowledged him and called him down immediately and invited himself to this house to stay. You know, that had to be overwhelming. It had to be because Zacchaeus felt unworthy to spend one on one time with Jesus. But, you know, when Romans 2, verse 11 says God is no respect of person. He shows no favoritism. Whether you're a saint, sinner, he loves all of us. Jesus loves you. He loves me. He loves all of us. And you know what? He said, let my actions speak loud in the word. Stay tuned. Yes. Yes. So he's on this road to on and to see this on the tree to see Zacchaeus. Uh, And so he tells Zacchaeus to come down. And spend time with me. So that tree was uh, it was necessary. It was, you know, it was it was it was uh, strategically placed. It was strategic. It was necessary. And finally, that tree was symbolic. Dr. Ralph Russ said in one of his sermons, he said that Jesus told Zacchaeus to come down that tree to receive salvation because Jesus was getting ready to go up on a tree To give salvation. So that tree was symbolic. Zacchaeus got a chance to meet Jesus face to face, which changed his life forever. How about you? Are you ready to have that one on one encounter with Jesus? Do you realize that he got up on that tree for you And for me. So after this encounter, Zacchaeus is overwhelmed with joy. Because Jesus redeemed him. Healed him. Restored him. Humbled him. And then inspired him to be generous. Yes. He basically said, oh my gosh, I am so overwhelmed with joy. I'm going to give away half my wealth. So basically, he gave everyone a stimulus check. Uh-oh, look at, look at Zacchaeus. He gave everybody a stimulus check. Back in those days, oh my goodness, he gave half his wealth. And it says there, it, uh, and, and, and let's, go, let's go into the word, in Luke, in Luke 19, where he says, okay, <clears throat> uh, I, Zacchaeus stood unto the Lord, and verse eight, it says, Behold the Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusations, I restore him fourfold. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only he's going to give them back money, he's going to give it four. Imagine the IRS telling you, you know what? Yeah. All the taxes you've paid. Yeah, I think we've uh, uh, charged you incorrectly uh, took taxes. So we're going to give you not just back your money. We're going to give it to you four times. What you give. Ah, you understand how generous that is? Because he encountered Jesus. That tree was uh, it was it, it, it was strategically placed, it was necessary, and it was symbolic for Zacchaeus. That tree was symbolic for you. That same freedom that Zacchaeus experienced, that's the same freedom Jesus wants you to experience. Jesus was on that road. Now he passed, probably passed tons of trees, but it was that tree he stopped and called Zacchaeus by name and changed Zacchaeus' life forever. While on that road to that tree where he laid down his life for you and for me. It was on that tree that he told Zacchaeus to come down and receive salvation because Jesus was on his way to that tree to give us salvation. Mm, That's a word. How many of you have felt like Zacchaeus? You're not worthy, but you still want to meet who this Jesus is. And then you met him And he's changed your life forever. The joy of the Lord has overtaken you because he loves you despite of your flaws. He loves you despite of your past. He loves you despite of your mistakes. He just wants to sit and dine with you. Yes. While all the naysayers say, you're not worthy to be one of his children. Jesus said, yes. You are my child. You are a son of Abraham. Zacchaeus was a Jew and, you know, he, he he was not liked by the Jew. But Jesus said, you know, because you've received salvation, you are now the son of a He he basically he just basically confirmed and affirmed Zacchaeus in front of his own. That disowned him. So now this is your chance. To experience this freedom. Now if you don't know who this Jesus is. But you're curious. This is your opportunity. To come down from that tree. And spend time with the Father. With Jesus the Son. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you at this moment. And let you know that yes. You've sinned. You fell short. But Jesus still wants to come to your home to sit and dine with you. You may have fallen out of of fellowship. You may have forgotten all of the good that Jesus has done for you. You may be doubting. You may be questioning all the stuff happening. This opportunity is for you, those who have has fell, fallen off of fellowship with, with Jesus. This is your opportunity to get back in line. Come down from that tree. Let go of that pride. It's time for you to become undignified and worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Won't you say this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, Forgive me for I have sinned. I thank you for loving me despite of my flaws. I rededicate my life to you and claim that you are the son of God. You love me despite of my flaws and for that I thank you. I thank you and I thank you. Amen. Now that's for those who have, may have fallen off the, the, the wagon. <laughs> and now this is, was the opportunity to reconnect and get back in line with fellowship. Now this is for someone who may not know who this Jesus, but you're curious. Yes, you're curious. You've been hearing about all the great things he has done and he's doing. And you are like Zacchaeus, like, you know, I, ain't worthy. I'm, I am worthy. I, I am not worthy, but you know what? I still want to meet who this, see who this Jesus is. I want to see what all the hype is all about. Yes, this is your opportunity to lay aside your pride and meet Jesus. Yes. If you want to know who this Jesus is, you don't mind saying this prayer with me? Come on, come on. If you want to be saved, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I have sinned. I need your love. I need your forgiveness. I need you. So Father, I acknowledge that Jesus died for me. He got up on that tree for me. So I can declare that I am saved I declare that you are my savior. That you got up with all power in your hands on that third day to set me free. And today I am free. I am saved and I am yours. In Jesus name. Amen. This is your opportunity. To let us know that you have said either prayers. Either on the comments below or email us at info at We're in the midst of this celebration. We are in the midst of Lent. We're in this journey to that tree. And today I am so thankful to connect with you. And if you are wanting to be not just in the kingdom of God, but also a member of St. Luke. Let us know in the comments. Come on, come on. Or email us, info at saintlukegarland.org. We're looking for you. We need your help. We need your, your support. We need your presence with our family. Even though we're virtual, we will eventually come back together, and we are looking forward to seeing you. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.